I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I'm Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach, and today we're going to deep dive into understanding the whole world of budgeting and then investing because money habits are something that is so important. It is a universal phenomenon, right? We always worry about money and where it's coming and where we're saving. So today we have the host of Paisa Vesa with us. By the way, I was one of the first guests that I appeared on was on his show and I was completely freaked out at that point of time. So I'm so happy that he's coming on the Habit Coach podcast. Anupam Gupta, welcome to the Habit Coach podcast. I am so thrilled to be here. Ajin, thank you so much for having me. I remember those good old days in 2017. You know, my podcast is still called Pesa Vesa. We've not graduated to Rupiah. So <laughs> we are still where we are. But wow, thank you for having me. And yeah, man, long time ago. You were clean shaven at that point of time, of I course. I was clean shaven with a French beard. Now there's no place for the microphone you to You look great then and you're looking great now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Anubam, huh. budgeting, right? Like when I think, when I say the word budgeting, what are the thoughts that come to your mind? I just go back to my very simple mathematical and very easy to understand thing, which is income minus expenses equal to savings. A lot of people think the other way around. They think it's income minus savings is equal to expenses. Slowly, slowly, slowly. My yeah, brain yeah, exploded. Relax. Hmm. I mean, there's been a revolution happening in the last few years about this. Hmm. See, budgeting is simple. Yeah. Okay. What you earn, what you spend, that's it. Correct. It's literally in two sentences. But, you can make it as detailed and as simple as you want. When you want to make it simple, you just remember that you can't spend more than you earn and you have to save. Mm. That's it. And your life's philosophies and everything revolves around that. I'm giving you the simple answer, mm. which is that first you need to understand yourself. What kind of person are you? You know, Are you someone for whom regret is a big thing? Now, that kind of personality is very different. That happens typically a bit later in life. People who are young don't have too many regrets because YOLO and whatever, FOMO and all that. <laughs> but as you grow older, you want to be, you know, you want to just enjoy what's there to life. Mm. Anyway, you know, so there's that. And then on the investment side, there's risk return, which is, are you someone who's like really safe, wants to play it safe, believes that the world is going to end tomorrow, wants your money to be safe, or you're someone who says, you know, I can do whatever I want. So I think budgeting starts off first understanding yourself and then understanding about money. That's my simple answer to you. If you want me to go into a longer answer, I can, you know, Longer answers needed because how do you understand yourself is the biggest question yeah. in all self-help books in any case, right? Yeah. So how do you how would you tell somebody to identify or learn about themselves? I mean, that's an introspection question, I hmm. think, more more than anything. Because a lot of people, you know, they kind of start with the whole mutual fund and equity and debt and asset allocation and shares and multi and like that. Just take it easy out here. Okay, let's that go back two steps. What's life about? Life's let's say about enjoying yourself. Hmm. Okay, doing what you love. Okay. Okay. That's a good place to start from. Right. If you want to enjoy life and do what you love, why don't you focus on that? Mm. So let's start from there. And if you're really good at it, the market will pay you. India, thank you. it's the year 2022. It's not the year 1980. Mm. Okay. The market, you know, if you're really good at what you do, talent usually gets spotted early or rather, I wouldn't say easily. It gets spotted. Mm. I think even you would agree with that. It does take a lot of effort. You can't make that effort, then that's a different story. But let's say you're making the effort. So focus on that. And then, Figure out how you want to spend and invest your money. Hmm. You're not going to get it right. So please make as many mistakes as you want, but learn from your mistakes. Okay. Then comes a practical part. Apps, diaries, journals. I have been maintaining an Excel file for, I know, since I got my first job. With all the expenses and everything. Yeah. So yeah. if you want me to tell you that in the year 2002, when I got my first car, by the way, hmm. what was literally the first full tank that I did? Hmm. I can tell you that. Wow. And it was at the rate of whatever, 18 rupees a 18 rupees a liter or whatever it was at that point of time. 
But that also comes from the fact that my what I used to do involved a lot of Excel. So mm. it used to be simple for me. I'm using Excel for my work. Just open Excel for this. Correct. And it just continued. Mm. So that has helped me a lot. But then I'm that personality that I really want all control. Like I really need to see what I'm earning, what I'm spending, what I'm investing. Mm. Are you that kind of person? If you're not, then my suggestion to you is please take out time. Okay. Every week. Mm. Okay. You'll probably have to start with every day. Okay. And use whatever is available to you. There are apps these days which do this for you. There are people who are old school who just need a diary. But it is very important for you, irrespective of who you are, what your personality type is, for you to be in complete and total control of what you're earning, what you're spending, what you're investing. That I feel is non-negotiable. If you're someone who doesn't have that as a habit, please make sure you do. I wish I could emphasize this 100 times more. But since you're podcast is called The Habit Coach. Please make this into a habit. So I think that's the slightly more detailed answer. Would you know exactly what your bank balance is? Why are you that aware of everything that's going on? I have on? a rough idea. Okay. So I will not obviously know it to the last decimal. Hmm. It's hilarious how this happened. So when I got my car early on, right? The 2002 wala. Yeah, the 2002 wala. And I'm not used to filling up the tank and all that. And I just, boom, I just go there and the guy just fills it up and I'm like, okay, kitna hmm. that time it used to be 2000 for a full tank. And I take out my purse because I used to pay cash. I didn't have a credit card that point of time. I didn't have any money. Hmm. They were mobile. So hmm. I called my wife and she came over and she paid and all that. But that kind of left a lot of lessons to me. Right. That the minimum in my pocket at any given point of time hmm. has to be 2000 Of hmm. course, now full tank is much more. <laughs> so there are general rules to have. Like my bank balance needs to have a minimum of so much at any given point of time. Hmm. My purse needs to have minimum at any given point of time. My credit card cannot go above this at any given point of time. Hmm. So this... Once you start doing this as a habit, as a discipline, discipline becomes habit eventually. Hmm. And then you don't even think about it. Correct. You just know it's there. You know, this carrying money in your pocket, there are two schools of thought, right? One is don't carry money because you're going to spend it. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> the less money you carry, the less you're yeah. going to spend. And the other school of thought is this carry a lot of money, so like uh, 20K in your pocket, uh, uh, so that you constantly feel that sense of abundance about having that money with hmm. you. What are your thoughts on these? No, two? I'm a frugal guy. I mean, I know there's minimum and that's it. Minimum would, amount of cash in your I will pocket. never carry more than that. Hmm. Unless, of course, there's an occasion and I know that there's an outside chance that I might need more money because I'll be, you know, probably handing out tips here. You can't do UPI for tips. Hmm. Oh, maybe you can, but yeah, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just a very cash person when it comes to tips. But no, I don't believe it. I believe in frugality out here. I just, I to the extent possible, of hmm. course, you know, because everything is also about balance. But right. no, I do not subscribe to the thought of having excess money. I know a lot of people who do that. Hmm. Okay, it just, I don't know, for them, it's, it gives them a sense of security. Correct. As in, I'm, you know, whatever happens, I know that I'm sorted. Okay. I don't know. I just like to say that, okay, I don't think that I've, there are many scenarios in which I will need that kind of money and I'm good. So no, I'm not in that. Have school. you ever carried that much in your pocket? No, I haven't. My wife has, <laughs> not, not me, she has. So, you know, when it comes to money, I remember the first time ever I met her, you know, those bank investment advisors that uh, come uh. and they say, sir, your age is 25 or whatever. And that means that you have to take high risk, right? And they were giving me my risk allocation basis my age. How much of the weightage is on age and how much is on your personality type? Because that's what we started off with. Yeah. So that's, there's a rule that 100 minus age. 100 minus age is your equity portion. Hmm. It's a very, very rough thumb rule. Very, very rough thumb rule. But that's, you know, a lot of advice these days is brought down to a level where it becomes simple and easy to understand. I don't, you know, it works a lot of people. So when he's saying that you need to have high risk, what he's saying is that 100 minus, say, if you were 25 years old at that point of time, Hmm. 
out of every 100 that you're investing, 75 should go to equity and 25 should go to debt. Mm. I think a lot of people follow 60-40. Mm. Whatever rocks your boat, you know, and this is your money. I come from the school of thought that believes that at least start. Mm. Start and make it a habit. Okay. A lot of people stumble there only. Right. Then start, make it a habit and stay long enough and then gradually build your base. At some point in time, you'll understand that, you know what, I'm not that risk. I, I don't want to take risks. Mm. So for you, maybe 50-50 works. Maybe 80-20 works. Cool. That's absolutely fine. I do not, you know, I've never believed in absolutes when it comes to money or for a lo lot of things in life. You can be 25 and you can still say that I do not want to put in equity. Correct. Okay. And that's fine. You know, then you have to accept that your longer term rate of return might or might not be what you want it to be to meet your goals. But mm. again, that's a separate discussion. Okay. You know? But yeah, what you're saying is true. A lot of advisors do go with 100 managers is equal to equity. My opinion, simple thumb rule, but please also learn much more. <laughs> All right. What are the main categories when you think of budgeting? So like, for example, like I said, that let's talk about budgeting first. Mm. What are the aspects of budgeting that you must focus on? Like people are just starting their jobs off. They don't know how to start this process. What is the starting process? Oh, great question. I think that's, you know, it's a very good place to start from. If you're someone who's starting his career, got his first job, I think this is this is the first question you should be asking yourself. I am making a budget. Now let me break it down. Hmm. Okay, so I think you start with income. Okay. That depends on now, who are you? Are you a salaried person? Or are you a freelancer? Okay, both are very different questions. Both fundamentally change budgets. Okay, hmm. if you're a salaried person, chill out life every month you know money is going to come and it's going to come I mean you know companies do pay salaries these days I know there are some places where they do not they skip if you're a freelancer life is very different okay I haven't had a salary for 10 years now and I know what that feels like in terms of 3 months 4 months zero income okay so first when you're making that excel file or whatever you're doing please keep a track of your income hmm. okay if you're someone who's very very young starting your first job life is slightly better for you because you just have to put in one, you know, figure there saying that this is my salary per month. Okay, yeah. boom, you're sorted. Now let's come to the tougher part, which is expenses. Mm -hmm. That's, I think, almost 80 to 90% of budgeting is expenses. Make it simple. Necessary, discretionary, or whatever, you know. Ayashi and, you know, real kharcha, whatever. Choose whatever words you want that appeal to you, that make you want to do the process. Mm -hmm. Don't choose hi-fi words and all that. It's your budget. Yeah. It's not like you have to publish this every day. So like fun money and essential money. That yeah, kind of stuff. But start simple. Okay. You know, just keep two categories first. Like this is hand to mouth exist. This is like, this is stuff I cannot mess around with. Okay. Mm -hmm. iPhone does not go there. Okay. okay. So <laughs> please put your rent. Okay. If you're paying that, please put your food. Food is again kanda alu. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's not indigo and uh, olive. Okay? Achha, okay. All that stuff. Okay. So those are expenses that you will incur even if someone's locked your door and we've had our doors locked for a long point of time. Okay, do not put Netflix out there, for example. All that is stuff that you can figure out and mess around with later. So this is your survival money? This is your survival money. Okay. Okay, if there is a nuclear war and you're in a bunker, you know, maybe that's a scenario where you will not need money, but the chances of that are not. Hmm. But on a recurring basis, if you lose your job, okay, and if for six months you do not have a single rupee, hmm. how are you going to survive? Hmm. That's the question you need to ask yourself. And those expenses are your essentials. Okay. Okay. Rent has to be there. And rent is like 30% of income these days. Very high. Okay. He's staying in Bombay. Wherever you're staying, rent is bound to be in the high. So please put rent out there. Please put basic stuff out there. You feel free to put in a Maggie if you want. And, you know, Parleji if you want. And electricity bills. So all that stuff that you know that you have to, have to, have to spend irrespective of the world of spinning there. Hmm. And now you come to the fun part. Okay. The fun part, honestly, you know, choose categories that are, again, very appealing to you. Social expenses, indulgence expenses, weekend expenses and all that. 
okay weekend expenses could be a movie okay indulgence could be the iphone like i said okay social expenses could be like to hang around what's the cost of a beer you're doing a beer every weekend what does that approximately cost that's it you're done you know and once you make all those things so then you got income minus essentials mm. that's what you're left with to go on here and for me i've always looked at a range india's savings is about 30% okay, okay. which means that out of 100 rupees you earn 30 is what you save okay and i think that when you're young it's okay to spend and enjoy your life okay mm. provided you know limits mm. i know also a lot of people who believe that when you're young ultra you should not spend at all and therefore spend after you invest mm. okay so if you earn 100 and you've saved 70 you got 30 left now go and spend so find your balance out there i'm not someone who believes in this i just believe in the fact that for your basic expenses you really need to have money okay so that's what budgeting is about income expenses savings it's as simple as that we're going to take a quick break see you on the other side welcome back all right let's jump into the conversation so the savings part like you said you put in last hmm. after you've taken out your expenses a lot of people believe you should put it second correct so income savings, savings and, and then, then spend okay hmm. choose what whatever boat you want there i mean you know people these days say that first take out savings hmm. and then see what you're left with if that works for you then that's fine why don't you subscribe to that philosophy because life i don't know yeah life is more about life is yeah so a lot of times you know i'm kind of in the middle on that hmm. i have lived my so i I've, i've lived both sides i've lived like hardcore discipline hmm. and i've kind of loosened up also and i feel that somewhere you need to have that you know somewhere you need to have a balance listen it's mid of the week and if your friends just call you and say let's do a beer and you go oh i'm not sure you know my budget doesn't allow me to do that that's not the life that i want for some people that is the life that they want that's why i'm saying i'm leaving it open to the listener to figure this one out hmm. i don't want to be someone who subscribes to one particular school have you had any discussions with people on how to build these kind of financial disciplines hmm. into your life right for example i'm spending so much money going out and 35 beers <laughs> right <laughs> how do i build discipline back into <laughs> I that i had life? i i had exactly this kind of conversation with my wife <laughs> because december was wild hmm. december was wild to another extent it's like Two years of being locked up or whatever just came out in one month. Vengeance. Are you vengeance? No, boss. It was madness. Yeah. I mean, I think <laughs> there, there was a time when you couldn't move your car in Bandra. Anyway, let me just leave leave that aside. And that's what made me think a lot about this. Okay. That how much of my expenses, my social expenses, by the way, am I doing for pure indulgence? Hmm. Okay. You go to a mall. You like a hoodie. Hmm. You just buy it. Hmm. You don't need it. You really do not need it. But you're in this mood. It's you know, it's holiday season, Christmas. Is that let's just buy it, Correct. okay? And then when the credit card comes, bill comes to you, you're like, yeah, I don't know. Did I actually need that? Okay, all of your friends. You know, the you worst know. is when you say, Did I actually buy that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In my case, thankfully, you know, I remembered it. <laughs> no, no, I put it in my Excel. Uh, oh yeah, it's always there. Your it's Excel. always there. It's always so there. So hoodie would also have been put in Excel. It is <gasps> always categorized. Always. No, just clothes, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. So and then friends, mm. okay. I mean, here I just made an exception, saying that listen, for two years you didn't meet these guys, and friends are an important part of life. I mean, everything's said and done. I'm old school. I still believe in friends, real life friends, not the mobile wala and all that. Although there is a you know place for that, but I believe in real life look and feel, going out, doing cheers, having a good time. I believe in that a lot, and that happened again went way overboard. So it's just a very you know it's a conversation where 
you need to just figure out that okay how much of it is enough like so now i've got to compensate so in jan there are strict rules like nothing no buying of any kind of it so no ind- indulgences period okay meeting friends again no no and no if i met you in december listen just hold on to that thought and of course there's also the very big benefit that my son has his exams in feb so he's studying hmm. so in any case we are kind of you know slightly more sober now but these things happen so i have a lot of these conversations what do i do okay okay here's the thing what do you do honestly again your budget is going to save you okay if you've got your mobile phone put in reminders out there if, if there's an app put a notification out there please be very much in track of what your credit these days the credit card sms that comes in right you have spent so much outstanding balance is so much so please read that sms read it word for word okay and make sure that the amount that is showing out there is something that you are in track of i'm always in track of that always like the other thing about credit cards a lot of people look upon it as weapons of mass destruction and all that for me it's a life saving tool simply because i can time my expenses better hmm. I, mean, i don't there are months of no income but expenses don't stop correct right so how do i time it the credit card is best so i can actually save a certain amount put it there and just say okay that's for paying the credit card bills and when the actual income comes in hmm. i can figure that out if you're someone with a salary your life is 100 times easier than mine hmm. okay so there's one tip for that you know if you're using your credit card please be mindful of the balance out there be in control of that and cash again is cash so yes i mean the answer to your question is i have been having a lot of conversations like this but i feel a lot of this again goes down to personality types and discipline yeah i remember last year again indulgent december <laughs> yeah yeah so i said january what i'll do is i will not eat outside at all so everything is home, home cooked food yeah, yeah yeah right so yeah. that way you're getting healthier also yeah. and you're saving yeah. tons of money yeah all my friends were like what's wrong with you yeah. why can't you not eat outside and all of that happens yeah. but the thing is that it was amazing the amount that you just end up saving in that formula. and you do it once it stays with you yeah. because you finally see the wisdom in that i mean the benefits of that and you will then tend to repeat it more often whenever you know this a similar experience happens to you so that's a good thing like you we were talking about thing. before the podcast you were saying about you know the amount of expenses that we have just spending on friends yeah. right spending time <laughs> with friends yeah <laughs> listen actually they're friends hmm. i mean you know you just google define friends friends are people who you know who are of your personality people you like to hang around with they're not people okay maybe at my age you have to do some friends for matlab and all that that's a different <laughs> thing but when you're young you got friends they should be of i mean you know they should be people that you feel comfortable with they shouldn't be people that you have to aspire to or you know feel that there is a race that i have to spend as much as them see let's take a starbucks example okay the basic minimum coffee out there is i think an americano which i have which i really really like that's i remember in 2012 the pre tax price used to be 95 mm. and now i think it's 200 okay which means after taxes it goes all the way to 250 or something of that sort if there are four friends and they just have a basic americano okay so that's like you know you're talking about a 1200 bill at an outing i'm not even adding frappuccinos because those are really popular and they're really expensive correct you do it thrice a week that's 4k gone okay for the entire group i know but you know how it is with friends you know someone just takes his credit card pays for everyone then you pay him and all that kind of stuff mm. but there are friends who just like to hang around at carter road and the cost of that is exactly zero so if these are your friends they should understand you you should understand them and you should know that okay there is a limit guys you cannot afford to go overboard at all you cannot do weekend beers if you're not earning that money and even if you are earning that money then you need to put a number out there correct you cannot just go on and on and on doing this believe me because this becomes into a spiral it never ends 
and you need to put a limit out there it's and very the important question is sir why you're doing it right like why are you spending so much money yeah, you know how it is it's just fun mm. you just enjoy yourself and i guess people have been locked up for so long that they now they're going on the extreme side and doing this a lot mm. but no you really need to put in some limits out there and say no enough is enough i don't mind hanging around with you we can go you know somewhere where it doesn't really cost too much of money and still have a good time here still possible these days are you familiar with the diderot effect I've heard of it but I can't recall it specifically as of now. I buy a very expensive button mm. and now because I have an expensive button mm. I buy an expensive material to stitch my suit. <laughs> now because yeah. I have bought this expensive material I need to go to the best tailor. Yeah. Now because I got this so one expensive thing leads up to a hundred other expenses, right? Does this occur in our budgeting as well? It occurs in the lifestyle it has an effect on the budget. Okay. My suggestion again is you know if you've already gone down that lane please take a month off, take a break. Mm. become frugal and see how that affects you be brave enough to take that experiment do not lose control of your expenses and do this kind of stuff ki nahi bhai i bought this now i need to buy that now i need to buy that if it happens to you once you need to really go back look at your numbers look at your budget and say now this is the limit honestly you should you know <laughs> unless you're someone who's seriously rich who can actually afford that stuff <laughs> then please go ahead and do it but for the vast majority of us take a month off go back to a frugal lifestyle and then see the effect like you did right you tried that out hmm, absolutely Maybe you have you to go that. back see what, does your life end is it the end of the world no, or it's not, not it's not exactly yeah, yeah. that's it's, when you learn it's an addiction na, ashton it's hmm. like an addiction the same thing applies to whatever you know smoking whatever it is bad habit you, at some point of time you will have to correct yourself it's better if you do it earlier than later hmm. you don't want a credit card bill that you know that that has run amok and your credit score is all kinds of messed up don't let that happen what's this credit score funda ha credit score is you know it's become like a lot of people have become aware of it but obviously it's been around for a long time credit score is just there are what are called bureaus hmm. who have calculations and algorithms that are based on your spending and that's it so the number is anywhere between 0 to 800 and i think anything above 750 is like really 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 good hmm. okay 300 means you're in you know deep shit you're in trouble and anything between that is kind of normal normal kind of stuff so credit score is just based on your patterns of using the credit that you have okay, okay now once you take a credit card like you join your job hmm. let's say your company has a tie up with some bank and the bank says that you know you have 100 employees we'll give all of them credit cards okay hmm. that's when the meter starts running that's now you finally opened your credit account and after that your credit card the patterns to it a what is your credit limit hmm. is it let's say it's 1 lakh okay b how much are you using of that are you using only 10000 or 70000 or 80000 and c most importantly when are you repaying the debt that's hmm. it that's how the credit score starts after that of course it develops into more stuff like you take more credit cards or the patterns out there you take a loan for a two wheeler for a car for a house etc all of that all the habits out there then build up to become your credit score and a lot of companies who give you credit cards or who give you loans and loans are important parts of life okay let's just accept that first india still is a country which doesn't you know believe in the whole loan thing and all that but that is changing loans are an essential part of life i mean homes these days for example so those loans are given on the basis of credit score okay and the credit score is little bit complicated little bit tough but there are ways to track this actively okay like i have subscribed to sibyl and i've also done a podcast series with them by the way okay credit smart with sibyl and we you know we delved into all of these points that listeners can have a look at that so i and it's 1200 a year or something of that sort with that i can just check my credit score as many times as i want hmm. rbi says everybody gets access to it once in a year free of cost okay so approach your bank they'll give you a credit score and then you know what it is so now what do i do with that credit score 
what you do with the credits honestly just just be aware of it okay and i think once a month or once every 3 months is a good time to see how it's moved hmm. okay a lot of times something unrelated happens to your credit score and that kind of reflects in that hmm. last few months i've seen a lot of people where they saw unexplained entries about someone taking a loan against their name doesn't happen that much but hmm. it's just it works for you to just know how is your credit score moving and is that broadly in terms of what your life is like for example you missed a payment your credit score will go down hmm. okay you will know how much it goes down by and you repaid the debt your credit score should recover hmm. it just helps you to know that and especially when you want to be taking a loan then you want to be doing certain things it's like your weight it's like a gym you know you know your overweight so you want to lose weight you go to a gym keep a track on the weighing machine that's what the credit score is do banks want you to default on that payment like what is the <laughs> it makes, there must be there must be a like it, a it makes them money yeah. hmm. of course it makes them money so they want you to default i mean listed credit card companies if you look at the revenues and a lot of the revenues come from interest on people who have you know bounced on their loans correct so of course they want you to hmm. but you shouldn't hmm. So um, I was watching a YouTube video the other day about mm. this, and, and there was one guy who was saying, "I have never taken a credit card in my life because um, you know credit is bad and all of this." And the yeah. other guy said, "You're stupid because now you don't have a credit score, you never get a loan." Is that true? That is as a concept, yes. But then you know there are companies, startups again, who are giving you loans even without a credit score. Okay. The hitch in that, the interest rate will be really much possible. higher. Yeah. Yeah. It is possible because if you know the number of people with credit scores is still very small. Hmm. The vast amount of India still does not have a credit score. Does that mean they'll never get a loan? No, obviously they won't. They mm. will get a loan. They mm. will hundred percent get a loan. But the credit score helps, etc. In that credit in that. score helps because the you know the guy giving you a loan has something to go on to. If you don't have that, then look at it this way: the entire buy now, pay later thing, which is mm. there on Amazon, mm. you don't need a credit score for that. Right. You just sign up and you're an Amazon guy, and there is someone out there who's got like tons of money, who's willing to give it out as loans hmm. at a very high interest cost, knowing that there's a very high risk because this guy doesn't have a credit score, he might default. So how do I compensate for that? I just increase the interest rate. That's hmm. it. So on the average, I'm fine. On the average, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but you know. Longer term, you will need to come into the system. You will definitely need a credit score. If you think that you can take out most of your life without taking a loan, you must be Mukesh Ambani. Or <laughs> he takes loans be, also, right? Well, he sure. takes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for Reliance Industries, he does, and I'm sure that he has a credit score, and so does Reliance. Hmm. But listen, it's good to be in the system. Hmm. It's good, you know, to understand how these products work rather than have a very hardcore rule of not using them. Hmm. At the other extreme, of course, there are people who use credit cards only because of the reward points. Correct. So they go on spending like crazy just hmm. for reward points. Hmm. I don't subscribe to that. Hmm. Reward points are just a benefit. You know, they shouldn't form the the basis of your decision. Right. Right. I mean, I'm going to buy an iPhone because X, Y, Z. Hmm. Do you really need it? No. People, you know, I've changed my mobile bank to once in five years. Hmm. Early on, it used to be once in a year. Will I just buy it for reward points? No, hmm. please. Yeah. I mean, I I don't subscribe to the whole reward points thing. Interesting. It's a side benefit. What or what? Okay, yeah. And this whole UPI fund that's happened now, right? Like, so now you can spend using cash, you can spend using credit card and UPI. UPI versus credit card because UPI is good. UPI okay. goes from your bank, so that is like real money right now. It's not a loan at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, at some point of time, there is talk also of UPI being driven by credit cards, mm-hmm. but as it stands today, UPI is your bank balance. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. I see UPI as only a technology thing and nothing else. It's convenient, but I used to pay the vegetable vendor. Hundred rupees. The only difference is I mean I am using a mobile phone. The hundred still has to be there in the bank account or in my wallet. Correct. Without that, hmm. there is no money. So 
please you know be aware of that just because you're able to pay something very cool hmm. you can buy a cigarette also nowadays i'm not going to judge people out there whether they smoke or they don't smoke hmm. and it's as easy as that correct so panpati guy has a upi code and you can use that but that's going out of your bank and that's a good thing because you use that too much you're going to be flat broke on so, like a credit card so would you spend stuff so would you move all your credit card payments to upi would you use credit card differently upi differently great question no no great question i think that i mean wow I've kind of tried to grapple with that also but no I use my credit card where I have to use my credit card hmm. and I use UPI only when I know that my bank balance gets up so for me it's very simple bank balance or loan hmm. bank balance or loan that's it hmm. bank balance means it is daily recurring payments for making it easy okay and loan is for stuff that is it's either utility so electricity bill mobile bill that's all going by credit card hmm. because I put it on a whatsapp a monthly debit system correct which is so i don't even have to, have to think about it so that goes only from my credit card and that's it so like that's the zomato payments would be what oh again good question so zomato payments i usually i either use a wallet okay okay i'll maybe use a paytm and i'll just stack up my balance out there and link them both hmm. okay because food is like you know it's a weekend we have to order and i don't want to do otps and that that hmm. that's it so it's, it's easier in that sense yeah so it is credit card hmm. but it is via a mechanism that does not need otp okay that's it hmm. okay it's like previously if i'm going to a restaurant i would swipe my card hmm. in case of zomato i'm just filling up a digital wallet linking it to my zomato so that i don't have to wait for the otp hmm. credit card credit card credit card and digital wallets you think are a good idea in terms of like keeping your money where people worry about your money is no, parked no, all of those things it's not my money it's gone from my credit card so hmm. for me it's a credit card expense okay. it's just being held by someone else hmm. it's not my bank account hmm. it's my credit card which i have used to top up a certain balance hmm. and that's it so that that way yeah so or i would do you know every time that there is some kind of deal going on i would probably pick up voucher so there are zomato voucher so there are swiggy voucher then i'll just add it out there that's it hmm. the idea for zomato and swiggy is just so that i don't have to put in the otp that's it okay. but it's credit card credit card credit card credit card primarily the others are from a convenience point of view only that's convenience upi understand. is only and only convenience i would never take upi to my zomato hmm. i would never take upi for swiggy i would never take up i don't actually take upi for a mobile bill payment hmm. at all Interesting. So wherever I would have used cash, I would now use UPI. Take a haircut. Just take a haircut. Okay, huh. I go for a haircut. That's where I use UPI hmm. because I don't want to take my credit card out, swipe it, and I just do the code, and that's it. I'm done. Hmm. And that's again depends where I'm going, right? Because some places don't have UPI. Take cash. That's it. In my scheme of things, here's how I see it: cash, tap to pay. Hmm. Okay, I did an episode with the Visa guys on Pesa Pesa, and then UPI. Hmm. Cash for me. I'm old school. I'm sorry about that. Maybe I shouldn't apologize. <laughs> cash is king. Hmm. I love cash. I mean, cash is is just so convenient. I know there's a change aspect to it and all that, but if I'm going by rickshaw, I came by rickshaw right now. It's cash, and rickshaws in in Bombay at least do not have UPI by the way. Yeah, why? Like, so I asked this on Twitter, and I got a very you know I got a reply that kind of made sense. So the reply I got, someone said that the rickshaw is owned by a, a set. Correct. Okay, the set has probably three drivers in three shifts. Hmm. Okay, and. he pays them individually hmm. so he wants it to still be in cash somewhere this makes sense it still doesn't make yeah. sense to me hmm. but that's how it is it's because the rickshaw is being used by three different people so he doesn't want to do the whole cash thing fair enough so rickshaws and taxis in bombay hmm. if they switch to upi oh boy i would use it i would use it straight away bangalore yeah. was just so easy i i hardly took out any money when i was there the rickshaws i use upi 
not the rickshaw guys but like everywhere else was just upi 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 everything was upi ha ha so yeah so upi is a convenience thing like, bangalore you don't take rickshaws because they cost <laughs> as much as the freaking olas matlab like for me the simple thumb rule would be that anything that's less than 1000 rupees is upi okay and anything above 1000 rupees is straight up straight up credit card without thinking hmm. interesting yeah All right so that was Anupam Gupta and we were talking about budgeting. Now in part 2 we're going to discuss how do you start investing money now you've saved this much money what do i do about it. So stay tuned for part 2. If you like this podcast don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media we are at IVM podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me I am Ashden Doc on Twitter and Instagram. You can find lots more information on my website awesome180.com or check out different content on my YouTube channel called AWESOME180. That's awesome180.